record is computer. Welcome everyone's Naturally Healthy Club week nine. Last call from the attic with my terrible lighting. <laughs> um, yeah, so very excited that I am heading home this week. Yay, but even more exciting is that we are going to have a heap of fun tonight because, or today, wherever you are, today we're talking about like the one of the most fun parts of the Naturally Healthy Club and this idea that overeating is never worth it and how we learn to listen to our bodies. So the final piece in the puzzle, Marisa, and I'm really... I wanted to actually just dive in and start with some coaching because I was I, I was messaging with someone and I'd asked them how they were finding NHC and their response, I think a lot of you are going to be in this position. So I think this coaching is going to be helpful for um, pretty much everyone <laughs> and me too in my business journey, in my business coaching. Um, so the, the person had said, I said, you know, how, how things going? They said, my goal joining NHC was um, to improve my health via losing weight. I'm not seeing any progress. Trying to trying to stay patient and stick with the no rush mantra, but in the two it's two months since the group started, so I'd like to see some results. I agree with another member who said at least they weren't gaining weight, but uh, that was true for me before NHC too. So in the end, I'm not sure what to say. I'd stick with it a bit more, but if my plateau is the same with or without NHC, then it doesn't seem to be much point. Disappointed because I'd like to learn to be a naturally healthy person without. I'd like to be learned to be naturally healthy without extremes. So, first of all, like I wanted, like who, uh, the person that that wrote back to me, I was so glad that you said that. But also, um, yeah, with where you're at is exactly where you're meant to be. So if you remember the first week, I said we're going to take it slow. And for the first couple of months, we weren't going to be focusing on losing weight. And the reason for that is because uh, because it's really important to change our relationship with food and change the way that we're eating. And it's and for some people, like particularly if you're becoming from like a restrictive background where you're not, you know, food is bad and you you haven't been allowing yourself to have things, that it's like just having these two months to like get to know yourself, get to work on that in relationship with food, get to enjoy food and also like get to have this experience of I can keep my weights really stable and there's nothing that I'm denying myself. There's nothing that I'm missing out on. I probably most people when I talk to them, they say they're actually enjoying their food more, which is certainly the case for me when I'm being naturally healthy, like when I'm paying attention, when I'm putting my cutlery down, I enjoy food more. So this is actually amazing. If you like said to someone look you can be eating like you can have a stable you can your weight can be stable and you can be enjoying whatever food you like giving yourself something delicious really delicious that you're looking forward to every day they'd be like oh my god that sounds so cool like <laughs> sign me up <laughs> and so so yeah like just to a reframe for all of you is just like how cool is this that you are able to like keep your weight really stable and be enjoying food. So that's the first part to the coaching for, for, for all of you that are in this place of feeling like, oh, yeah, but I should be losing weight. And then the the second part is like, yeah, the, the calling it a plateau is because that feels really like demotivating and it feels really disempowered. So I'd really invite you to rather than think about it as plateau, think about it as like I'm keeping my weight stable while I'm enjoying amazing food. This is amazing. And so you see that like I'm actually doing this and that feels a lot more empowered. And the way we think about things, remember TEA, our thoughts create our emotions and that, that drives our actions and that drives our results. So 
the way the language that we use and the way we're thinking about the NHC and everything is really key. And then the last thing is just that now with, that we're learning this skill of listening to our bodies, that that's when we can start to expect to get the weight loss happening. And for some people just changing their relationship with food and going from grazing to eating proper meals. Like you will, some people will already started to lose some weight from that. But for a lot of people, uh, and depending on how much grazing you were doing, like a lot of people actually that doesn't equate to weight, weight loss because you know, we're still, eat, you're eating you know, in balance with what your body needs. And in order to lose weight, of course, we need to be um, like eating less. And so the, the piece that we do, the, the tool that we use to do that is this listening to our body's skill. Um, so from now, like now is now is when we would expect and now is like when you're on track to start actually seeing some, some um, changes on the scale. And the other thing that I wanted to just coach everyone around is that this doesn't just happen. Like you get to decide to make it happen. So I want you to be approaching and every coaching container that I go into, I approach it from this mindset that I'm going to get what I came for and I'm I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to, I'm getting exactly what I need when I need it. And I don't need to know how that's true. Like I really believe that whenever I go into coaching. And so it's like, and big and big and not big. And the, and the great way thing about when you approach from this way is that you feel empowered. And because at the end of the day, like I can give teach you, teach you like the most amazing tools in the, all the world, but you have to apply them and find the way to make them work for you. So, um, so yeah, like if you're feeling disappointed, totally cool. It's okay to feel disappointed just, but rather than using that disappointment as fuel to quit or to back off or to check out or micro quit, what we want to do is use that disappointment to go hang on I really that's a this is great that's a sign that I really want this like I really want to lose some weight and that's that's okay and it's okay for me to have that focus moving forward so yes so yeah you're exactly where you're supposed to be you know having a stable weight enjoying enjoying food and not dieting and yeah we now now is where we get to weight make that weight loss happen and the other thing I wanted to start with this week is telling you a story about Pam who joined Naturally Healthy Club. And I actually am going to share something that Pam wrote to me last year. And so Pam actually started in January 2022, so January last year. And I think it was like, you know, six months, five months in, Pam hadn't actually lost any weight. <clears throat> And then like things clicked and she started to do the work and make, she, start, she decided to make it happen. And then um, oh, she, she, and she's gone on to make, lose a significant amount of weight. But in, in this message that she wrote to me, she said, when we first started um, in January 22, 22, I weighed 196 pounds. So today, and when she was writing this, it was April, 2023. So what's that, 14, 15 months later? The number on the scale is 150 pounds. So there we go. Someone else do the math. 26 pounds down over that time. So you know it's not super fast, but like if you think about that, if you do this consistently or you know keep at it for for 14 months, like you could be in a very different position to where you are now. And then Pam says, uh, "I have learned to listen to my body. I'm able to recognize when I'm full. I'm learning to stop when I'm full." So she has been at this for 14 months and she says, I am learning to stop when I'm full. So she's still in the process of learning. So she's already 
lost a significant amount of weight, but she's still learning that. So this is a great, this is great news because you don't have to like do master this skill from the get-go and be amazing at it to make, make changes in your, in your, in your body. Uh, then she said, I have learned that overeating and stuffing myself is never worth it. Even just one more bite is not worth it. Always better to save that extra bit or two and have it another time. When I stuff myself, I do not enjoy what I'm eating and I have to deal with the physical and emotional discomfort for hours and hours afterwards. It's simply not worth it. So that first bit of the paragraph, <laughs> now you can know, you may know where I, I got that thought from and like, and I do, like I get thoughts from, from, from my clients. I get some thoughts come from me, but some thoughts come from other people that are working for. And so that thought that overeating is never worth it is so key to pound success. And that's something that she came up with herself. Uh, and then she also said that conducting an experiment is a wonderful thing. I can try something new and then decide if I want to continue it. And then the other thing she wanted to share is that the tiny habit that changed everything for her said that when she started this tiny habit, this was the turning point for Pam and that was the putting her calorie down. So she said, after I take a bite of food or a sip of a beverage, I'll pause, put down the food or utensil I'm using or beverage to thoroughly and swallow. So she really slowed down her eating in order to listen to her body and build that skill and to avoid the over, the overeating. And then she finished off saying, um, learning to celebrate my successes, my failures and my mistakes because they are all part of the process. So notice this, like Tamam's talking about my failures. She's had failed. She had a lot of failures, right? She had a lot of mistakes. She had a lot of overeating sessions where she like had to learn that lesson that it's not worth it firsthand many times, right? So it wasn't like she just went, oh yeah, okay, I'm going to really apply this and just went off and sailed off into the sunset doing everything perfectly. So this is a real life story. And this is like the potential of what your story could be. Like I could be here in 14 months time or give or take, you know, sharing, sharing your, your weight loss story. And so I want you to come away from today's lesson going, feeling empowered and feeling excited. This is, this is something that you want to do and that you are going to figure it out. No matter how many times it takes, you know, keep, keep trying, keep coming back to it, keep coming back to it, keep practicing, and eventually you will get where you want to go. Okay, so, uh, so yeah, starting things a bit differently today, uh, but yeah, just, to, just I won't do our philosophy and just to check in with our process. So remember there's four parts, the L-I-T-E, and I'm actually going to go through them in, uh, in the, uh, it's not chronological, not chrono alphabetical, but anyway, in order of uh, occurrence. So L is for listening to our tummies, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. And then I is for making intentional choices. And the thought that goes along with that is how do I want this to go, which I use today. I use it pretty much every day. And the habit that goes along with our intentional choices is our daily practice. And the challenge that we're doing at the moment is our daily practice challenge to build that habit of, uh, of having like just having that cut giving ourselves that gift of a couple of minutes every day to be intentional, to be that naturally healthy person. And uh, I forgot to mention previously, but there's actually a prize for the challenge. So when you complete the challenge, uh, you just need to upload it into like take a photo or some just say I, I completed it, we'll believe you. <laughs> uh, 
and post in, post in the group, post it as a tiny win, post it in the challenge section, wherever you feel comfortable. And Caroline will, will pay attention to that. And there's something that she's going to send you in that we will send you in the mail. So it's worthwhile going, keep, keep going with the daily practice challenge. And remember it's 14 days, but it doesn't have to be consecutive. So when you get to the, your 14th day, post in, post in the group. And for those of you that haven't started the challenge, no time like the present, but you're not behind. Like it's totally like everything's happening in the perfect amount of time, but I would encourage you to go ahead and do that challenge before you really dive into the listening to your body stuff. But that being said, you can do both at the same time if, if that feels good to you as well. Uh, then we've got T for, for tracking. And actually, if, if you did have any questions about your daily practice or last week we, we went into depth on, on that, so that might be a good recap. Or the I think it was week three or week four, there was a lesson that we did on your daily practice. But if you're still struggling with it, just post in the group for coaching or raise your hand for coaching here so that we can uh, work, uh, yeah, like work, work through it together. Uh and yeah, because I'm here to help you. And if you like, if you feel like it's not working for you, totally cool. Like we just need to tweak some things. Okay, then we've got so listening, intentional choices, T for tracking, so weighing ourselves every day, which I get to do on Saturday, <laughs> yay, after six weeks. And the thought that goes along with that is, yes, I weigh what I weigh, and it's okay. And I'm going to be asking myself, what can I learn from this? And I'm really curious to find out. I'm actually that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to about getting home. And then E is for enjoyment and the thought that there is, is there's no rush and the habit with that is just putting our cutlery down and enjoying our food, taking things slowly and also like anticipating something delicious. So thinking, you know, giving ourselves the gift of looking forward to things. Okay, so in terms of news, um, post of the week prize this week went to Naomi, which is a brilliant one and she said duh remember to use it and uh so Naomi said Jules emphasized that remembering to use bilateral stimulation is the um, hardest part is the biggest thing and yep it's true yesterday was a tough um emotional day for me I took my husband out of long-term care for coffee and his slash our um favorite almond croissant place it was a slog I was feeling a bit impatient and sorry for myself. And while the first couple of bites were delicious, I really felt more nostalgic slash sad eating it, but kept going thinking the experience would somehow improve uh, as I had loved it for over 20 years. All to, all to say, I then felt uh, kind of sick and still sad. And later after confronting a meal, after a comforting meal of eggs with parmesan and roasted cauliflower and red peppers, I had a bunch of Halloween candy that again, was simply not satisfying and then I felt guilty icky sweet bull and still sad even though I had um BS she calls it BS in my daily practice plan I totally forgot to use it so this may uh this may have needed to happen anyway to remind me that I really don't like eating unless I really want it and that I don't like feeling bloated and heavy and that today is a new day and a chance to see how good I feel when I while I'm changing uh, so I just, yeah, wanted to really celebrate Naomi for having a tough day, having like that experience and then turning around and going, yeah, oh, that's right. I don't like when I eat all that Halloween candy and I feel really gross. Like, and I just still felt sad after it anyway. And I had some guilt and it was like, didn't help at all. And that, so I really wanted to celebrate, like immediately going to the lesson in it and not going into the story of how, you know, it's not working and I'm never going to get this. Uh, and then she said, uh, this process isn't always rainbows and puppies and that's okay. 
plus no way I'm forgetting BS today. And yes, I realize it is BLS, but BS is much more satisfying to say. So I think we might change it to BS <laughs> uh, instead of BLS for bilateral stimulation. And also wanted to celebrate Naomi for that, that thought that, you know, this process isn't always rainbows and poppies and every change that we do it's very rare that like we go through when we're trying to change something about ourselves, particularly something all encompassing as food that impacts so many aspects of our lives that we just, oh yeah, make a decision. And then it's super easy. Like that does happen occasionally for some people, but for most people, it's like this two steps forward, one step back, learning things, learning lessons over and over again. Certainly that was, that's been my experience. And so, yeah, if it feels hard, if it feels not like, if it doesn't feel like puppies and rainbows, like that's part of the process. It's meant to, it's meant to be like that. And so just remind yourself when you're in the, that river of misery and it is feeling hard, that it's okay. So it's like, it's okay for it to be hard. And that just means that it's just a sign to keep going. And that's just like, it was good coaching for me for um, my business goals as well. Okay. So we might do a quick recap on last week and then I'm going to open up to tiny wins and then we'll talk about uh, that overeating is never worth it. And then we'll open up to coaching at more coaching at the end. So just a super quick recap of last week, we spoke about untangling sugar cravings and just the, this idea that if you have sugar cravings or cravings for whatever it is, that oftentimes it's just a habit and that you are not your habits. Like you can change your habits. They're not set in stone. It's not part of your identity. Even if it feels like it has been a part of you for a really long time, it is something that you can, can change. And then we went through a list of things that cause sugar cravings and solutions for each of those things. So I'll just quickly recap on those. So first was cause of sugar cravings, not enough protein. And so the solution there, of course, is to increase your protein at meals and snacks. Uh, and I gave you a, a link to some higher protein snack ideas. Uh, next, next, next problem of uh, sugar cravings is often if you've got blood sugar control issues or insulin resistance, and the solution there is to get tested so you know where you're at and then you know, manage it with your look at going mostly low carb or taking meds or doing both like I do. Another potential cause of sugar cravings is just that psychological hunger that comes with restriction. So if you've been telling yourself it's bad and I shouldn't have it, that actually builds your desire for, for sugar. And the solution there is to be intentional, like plan ahead with your sugar and be really specific with the quantities so that you're and you know, serve it out so that you're not sitting there with a tub of ice cream like you're serving yourself out of scoop you're putting the ice cream away before you start eating and before you can start getting that that, that dopamine hit next one was stress and needing a break oftentimes it's like we just need a break like we we're not giving ourselves a, like our brains a rest and so our brains like oh let's have some sugar because that that minute knows it's going to get a break so the solution there is to actually intentionally give yourself breaks and if and intentionally if you want to have food with those like make it a, have an official snack amazing but you know, maybe you don't as well like this but, but being intentional and giving yourself permission to have breaks and not using yourself as a machine to keep working 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 uh next one is looking for dopamine so we do get that dopamine spike when we eat when we eat all food actually but particularly sugar it's very rewarding it, like stimulates our reward center so the solution there is to 
look for alternative sources of dopamine such as self-praise like giving yourself that like those tiny wins noticing that where you're doing things right um you're completing something checking things off lists is really really uh good for dopamine uh connecting with family and friends or pets uh, and then also like having screen time but being intentional with it can be another good source of dopamine um, and also just checking in like when you've got that sugar craving like you know, asking yourself like you know what do I really need right now and oftentimes it you'll you the answer will won't be sugary but you'll know what you need what you're crave what you're actually craving um insufficient sleep's another one and so the solution there is to get more sleep of course if, but if that's not possible like try increasing protein so that you are fueling your body in a in a more blood, blood sugar balanced way and the last one was like having like that habitual like there can be a circadian rhythm component if you're used to three o'clock always going and getting a donut then your brain your brain of course is going to uh, bring up that like yeah like of course you want a donut there and the solution to that is just to be intentional about your snacks and and uh, and also to look like so actually plan plan snack snack times and also to use bilateral stimulation and which we spoke about in Naomi's um, post of the week and so the that was the other thing we did last week was I shared this bilateral stimulation tool, so BS. <laughs> and for those of you that missed that, really it what it is, it's just it's a reset for your brains. And if you've got this craving, if you've got urges, it's just like this magic trick that like neutralizes the urge. It's really spooky how it works. And all you need to do is just grab an object, could be a pen, could be a headphone case. Oh, okay. What do we got here? gas cylinder <laughs> and just pass it across um, your body I usually do it about 10 times and then just check in how am I feeling now and oftentimes you'll be like having the desire to eat something and then you'll be like oh actually no I can leave it <laughs> like it's really cool for, for doing a reset so uh, that was the the tool that we learned and I did put that as a separate video in the resources section if you ever forget what bilateral BLS or BS is um, okay, so did anyone have any questions or did anything come up from last week that you wanted to, to share? No? Gosh, I must be a good teacher. I haven't used that joke for ages. <laughs> Excellent. Judith, did you have something? Oh, no, no. Oh, sorry, I thought you were leaning forward to unmute. No? Okay, so everyone's feeling good about sugar cravings. We're ready to move on. Amazing. Okay, thanks for the thumbs up, Jen. That's helpful. Okay, so tiny wins and pro, um, slash progress. Oh my goodness, Christine's raising her hand already. Awesome. <laughs> so I just had to like jump in because it was about what you were talking about. It just happened today. So I went to the grocery store today um, and I had my list and I shopped from it. But then my husband had asked me to pick up like a bag of Halloween candy for like a kid's party that he was doing with a group. And so I did that and I finished my shopping. And I could tell as I was coming around, I started having these food thoughts. I was like, oh, like what I got was chocolate, which I can't eat because of the dairy. But I'm like, oh, I could go get this like non-chocolate stuff. And I could just, I could tell like my thoughts were all like this. And I knew it was a bad idea, like, because it would be a huge bag and then I would be the one eating it. Um, so like, I literally like looked down in my cart and I just grabbed this onion and I'm like tossing the onion back and <laughs> forth as I'm kind of like elbowing my cart, like past like all the stuff to get to the checkout. And it totally worked. Like I didn't expect it to, but it was like within like two or three passes, all of a sudden I was like, the thoughts like just sort of stopped. 
And as soon as I like finished my 10, I was like, yeah, I don't I even care anymore. I just want to go check out. So that was my tiny one. I was like, I oh, love it. Going. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. I love that you use an onion too, Christine. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. See, it does work, everyone. <laughs> and any object is good. <laughs> so good. Okay. Oh, that was fantastic, Christine. I love when some volunteers straight up. Okay, who else has a tiny win? Someone else must have something. Come on, you guys. Um, oh, yay. She was posted in the chat. Um, I've been working... NHC says, so yes, you joined at the same time as Pam. I'm still learning to trust myself to be naturally healthy. Still learning so much. Oh, yay. Just the process. So good, Sheila. Um, Tracy's saying the trend line on my weight is down. Go, Tracy. And we haven't even done listening to our tummies yet. Awesome. Okay. One more. Come on. Someone else must have something. Can't be just me talking the whole night. Or day. Tea here. Putting utensils down helps, says Tracy. Samantha, celebrating Samantha. Promised she joined herself. She'd join a call this week, and she who she is. Amazing. Good to see you, Samantha. Leslie's here too. Awesome. Deb, oh, have you saw it, heard at the beginning, Deb, I um, did you some coaching. Um, okay, okay, great. This is good. Okay, let's talk about overeating is never worth it. Favorite topic of all time. Um, yeah, so I listened to my Tommy. And so basically, with this is why the me learning this skill is why the Naturally Healthy Club exists. So before I learned this skill, I was pretty intentional. I ate proper meals most of the time. Uh, yeah, like, um, but my like my weight was a struggle. Like, and I, like I was at a weight that I was happy with, but it was like staying there was. Um... Oh my goodness! Okay, I'm celebrating Lindsay. She's said joining the call from my caravan as an active reset from holiday temptations. Love it, Lindsay. Um, yeah, so we've got to get in all the tiny wins that we can. Yeah, so the. This, and when I learned this skill to really listen to my body, that's when things really changed for me. Because what used to happen would be like, and I was eating healthy food, but I would just eat too much of it. And like, I'd be cooking in the kitchen all afternoon and I'd be picking and stuff and I'd sit down to meals and I wasn't really that hungry, but I'd still eat the whole meal. Like, and it was just like, when you want to think back now, it's like, of course, <laughs> this is like, this makes such a difference. Um, but yeah, I used to like, I just wasn't aware. And I just didn't realize that I could do this and that I had this ability to, to listen to my time. And I had tried, uh, I you know, read books on, what's it called? I'm saying motivational intelligence, but it's not, it's in, uh, intuitive eating. And, but I didn't really believe that I could do it. And what happened was I worked with a coach and, she believed that I could do it. And I was like, amazing. Okay. Well, if you believe I can do it. And then I just started doing it. And so that's why listening to our body, like this is why the Naturally Healthy Club exists. And this is 
uh, yeah, like this is this is why why we're here is because when I did that, like everything changed. And it's interesting, like that was three or four years ago, and and so since that time, like my weight's been really stable. And then last year, I actually had a little something, and my weight was getting a little bit higher than normal. It's getting a bit of bloating, and so I just went, okay, what am I doing that's not right? And I realized that I kind of like wasn't paying as much attention to listening to my body. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have a week of radically listening to my body, just really tuning in and feeling in my body how I feel before I start eating and when, I, when, I'm, when I'm eating. And, and when I did that radical tuning into my body, of course, like way back to, to normal. So this skill is like the master skill that I really want you to leave with. And uh, the, the, and the, the, but the funny thing saying that, like that so many people have achieved their goal at, without feeling like they've really mastered this skill as well. So it's very powerful, but you don't have to do it perfectly for it to be significant and to make, res- make, make a difference. Pardon me. And like any new skill, like it does require some concentration at first it does require conscious effort at first but the more you do it the more it becomes second nature so if you think about that like if you're like learning when you're learning to drive a car at the beginning you're like oh my gosh there's a clutch here and there's or like if you learned it on a on a manual like I did like there's so like there's mirrors there's indicators of wipers like all these things to pay attention to so it's the same and but now if you think you get into the car you just get in the car and drive and so I want you to think of this skill as the same thing. So when you're listening, learning to listen to your body in the beginning, yes, you're going to have to focus and it is going to take some effort as you, as you, as you get, build the muscle memory, but as the more you do it and the more you, you tune into it, then the easier it becomes and the less conscious thought you have to put into it until you, you kind of get to this place where there is still some conscious thought. Like I still do, set that intention and for me particularly if like the scale's higher than I expect then the next day I'm like okay that's just a sign for me to like really just tune into my body more because and that 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 that's, that really helps so there are times where I do still focus on it but it's definitely a lot less you know con- brain cognitive heavy now than it was when I first first started and the other cool news is that you don't have to do it perfectly if you remember like Pam was like I'm still learning to trust myself and um Sheila's like yeah she's been going at this for the same amount of time she's like I'm still learning to trust myself to be naturally healthy so you don't have to do it perfectly for it to start to make results on the scale so why 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 is this so important and the reason is that it really just makes weight loss like that. I say I've got written it makes weight loss effortless after I've just told you that it does require some conscious thought. But it really is this like thing that helps us find that balance between enjoying food and feeling good in our bodies. And the more aware we are of how our bodies feel, how we actually our tummies are actually feeling the less de- desire we have to overeat. Like the more less, the more we're in our bodies and the less we are in our heads thinking and using our brains to decide how much we should be having, then the easier it, it gets. And the the connection between our brains and our bellies is, is super powerful. And the other thing I want to 
seed I want to plant with you is that our appetites are actually really variable. If you think like everything in nature has has cycles and ebbs and flows, it's the same with like we're not robots. We're not designed to or, you know, a car that just gets filled up with the same amount of fuel each time and the fuel tanking drives the same amount of miles. It Like we vary from day to day depending on the, the season, depending on the you know, our activity levels, depending on, yeah, our menstrual cycle, where we are in that, like this heaps of our sleep, so many things play into how much food our body needs and also like our digestive system, like how fast or slow that's going. And so by learning to listen to our bodies, rather than us, our brains micromanaging and telling our bodies how much to eat, our bodies are very wise and they're, they're the ones in charge of, they're the one that's in charge of, of like just taking it, like balancing that out. And when we um, and when we learn to listen to our tummies, it's it's really great because we naturally balance out any overeating um, sessions like so much quicker and with ease. Like we don't have to do this crazy like oh, I'm going to fast now for three days because I've just had a big big weekend. But what you'll naturally find is if you do have a big weekend of over of, and where you have overeaten a bit, or even like if you think of Naomi's win. Like the next day after she'd eaten, like had a big day of eating Halloween candy, then like when you tune into your body, your appetite is naturally going to be less. You're naturally going to want less food because you've had that extra food the day before. So it balances itself out. And, but the cool thing is that you're like naturally not feeling like extra food. So it's not like you're restricting and you're like, oh, I can't have whatever I need to cut back. You just, if you're, when you're tuning into your body, like, oh, actually, no, I don't really want that. And that's a very different way to approach because when you're like, oh, I don't actually really feel like that much today and you're listening to that and you're honoring that, then you're not like building up psychological hunger and denying yourself and feeling hungry because you're like, actually, I don't feel that hungry, Right. So it's really fun to, to learn this. And the other reason why this is important is it actually gives you an incentive to like, because if you know, if I know that I'm going to be stopping when my tummy's satisfied at dinner time, that gives me an incentive not to pick and graze all day when I'm in the kitchen because I want to enjoy my meal. I want to like have a lot of space in like, I want to be hungry for my meal. And so I can in, like have that space in, in, dinner time so whereas if I was just picking all day and then just still ate the same amount of like ate a serving of food regardless of how my body felt like I wouldn't I don't I didn't have that incentive and there's so many times that now like I catch myself when I'm picking because I go oh hang on how do I want this to go I'll be like oh no I want to be hungry like I want to have space at dinner so that just gives me that incentive to stop uh, and the other cool thing about listening to our bodies is that like we actually waste a lot less food so I want I won't go into the my thoughts on on food waste here, but that's one of the things that can come up is that when we just you know, in that clean plate club of always finishing our food is that we always because we don't want to waste the food. But when you're overeating, you're actually like you're being in a bigger body, and that perpetuates your body needing more calories every day just to keep it alive. And so it's actually wasting food in the into the future because you're taking more than your share of the resources, and um, oh yeah, and the other reason why listening to our bodies is is very helpful is that that it's not like when we're looking at uh, how much we need, it's not just what goes into our mouth; it's what actually gets into our cells that that's the important thing as to whether we feel satisfied or not. And depending on your digestive system, you could be like eating 
we could you have two people with different like one person's constipated one person's got diarrhea if they're eating the same calories the amount of like food that's actually get and the nutrients that's actually getting into their cells will be very different so um the cool thing is like when we're listening to our bodies our bodies get to like do like take care of all that for us we don't have to stress about it it just happens naturally so now that i've sold you on this idea (laughs) how do we go about doing this and really the first step is and if you want to get started with this now like you feel like yeah i'm ready to really get dive into this the first tiny habit i would invite you to do with this is just setting that intention before you start eating to and reminding yourself oh overeating isn't overeating is never worth it or overeating isn't worth it before you even start start eating and that it also invites you to like pause and and just check in before you start eating with your tummy like literally feeling like in your body like how does my tummy feel and some people um some people are really good at being naturally really good at feeling in their bodies and some people like me who are really cerebral <laughs> like it's like what is she trying to get me to do and so if that feels hard to you, just know that so many people that feels hard for in the beginning, but the only way to learn how to do it is just to give it a go. And so you don't have to do it perfectly, but just, you know, how does my tummy feel? I can just see what the answer comes back and checking in be like before you start eating. And another really helpful thing can be like, if you just like kind of mentally, when you're halfway through your meal, like check in then and see how you like, well, tell me how are you feeling now? And and also bringing in that reminding yourself that that overeating isn't worth it and then just starting to notice when you feel satisfied and and just tuning into like what are your satiety cues and I'll go through a list of like because there's different cues that our bodies give us that we've had enough and when you're first starting out you'll be like I've got no idea what my satiety cues are and I, I had no idea either and so that's kind of a fun part of this is like you get to find like what are the cues that your body tells you that that it's feeling satisfied and then we want to uh the next step too is like when you do notice that oh yeah that, that could be enough I could be feeling satisfied now then we just want to coach yourself and remind yourself that overeating is not worth it because your brain's going to be like oh I want to keep eating and there's going to be this moment where it feels uncomfortable like where you if you particularly if you're used to finishing that plate and there's still food on the plate like it's going to bring up some discomfort to to but you're feeling like actually you know I'm feeling pretty satisfied then then that, that is going to feel uncomfortable but that telling yourself like overeating isn't worth it that remind like that will get your you're you think feeling empowered it's going to get you remind you of oh yeah actually it's not worth it and remind you of the time we overate the halloween candy and also remind you that that you know, when you if you stop now you're more likely to get a good like a result on the scale the next day that you're happy with like there's going to be these benefits that are going to come from feeling this discomfort now um so you just like yeah we stop eating and what i really recommend when you're doing this particularly at the beginning is to like if you can move your like if I'm at home I actually get up from the table and just take my plate into the kitchen uh or I like put my if I'm at a restaurant I'll like put my serviette or just push the plate away from me because if you've got the plate sitting there in front of you uh, even I still like I still finish things off and actually at lunchtime I was eating out on the step watching the boys play soccer and like I I finished like I knew I'd had enough and so I just put the Ball beside me and was watching them and over time I like I should have ta- I knew I should have taken it to the kitchen because I ended up picking it like it wasn't a big deal to finish off those extra bites but you know these things add up so uh 
yeah, like that, that can be, that can be really helpful. And my bonus tip for you is to, that can actually make that process and make that discomfort a bit easier is to actually plan to have like something good to look forward to after the meal. So for me at lunchtime, I usually after lunch, I have like, I'll take some multivitamin, like uh, some vitamin, like gummies that are, um, what is it? Vitamin. I haven't been taking them because I've been traveling. Um, vitamin D, ADK gummies. And they're like, so it's like having lollies. <laughs> and then I make myself a pot of this tea that I really love. love uh, that's got a, like quite a sweet flavor. It doesn't have any sugar, but it tastes quite sweet. So that's my, like after lunch, I'm looking forward to having that. So it's not like I'm like finishing lunch and then I'm like got nothing coming coming in terms of flavors. So that's my lunch tip. And then at dinner time, I uh, I usually I have my my milky tea or to, um, got Irish Irish cream in it. Actually, that's like just cream, not not like Bailey's Irish cream, not not, not alcoholic Irish cream, but just um, I have this like rooibos and honey tea with cream in it, and it's just so delicious and decadent. And like that that I have that to look forward to after my dinner. Or the other thing is it doesn't have to be a food thing. Maybe it's like an activity that you're going to, like after you have your lunch, maybe you give yourself, you like doing puzzles, like you do your Wordle or whatever it is, but having something that you're looking forward to. So you've got that, if that discomfort comes up, you're like, oh yeah, but I'm going to look forward to, I'm doing this other thing. So this is how we listen to our body. So we, but, so I'm going to go through this again next week, but it's just setting that intention is the first step. And so if you want to just, just start there of just building that habit of when you're sitting down, reminding yourself there's no rush and adding to that after you say there's no rush, overeating is never worth it. And just taking it slowly, you know, putting your cutlery down, pausing and feeling how, do, how does your tummy feel and just going through, taking it slowly, checking in halfway, no, and then just look, tuning in, for, looking out for your satiety cues. And actually, I'll speak about those next. So you, this common satiety cues, um, there's, a, there's a few different ones. For me, it's just like I get this, I call it like, which isn't very helpful. I know it's not very specific and, or concrete, but I just know. It's just like, yeah, I just have this inner knowing of like, yeah, that's enough. Like I, I feel good now. Like this is, I feel satisfied. Uh, but, but for other people, like a really common one is just noticing that, oh yeah, the food stopped tasting as good. Like that food tastes really good in the beginning. And then you just like the, it kind of starts to be, oh, actually you notice, oh, actually this isn't that great. Or another sign can be your attention starts wandering. So like at the beginning, like you're focused on the food. And then if you start to be thinking about, you know, what you've got to do this afternoon or someone you've got to call like and you what's what you saw on Facebook like whatever like that if your brain starts wandering that's another sign um of course there's a physical feeling of fullness like you know if you're actually feeling in your in your tummy like that feeling of but that tends to be uh that you're getting into like probably a little bit past satisfied like you probably could be stopping earlier but if at the beginning if you if you like as soon as you definitely like when I feel that food in my tummy I'm like okay it's definitely time to stop and you'd want to do that before you get to the like stuffed feeling um there's and there's also a burp like so this is a an array oh, I can't I always struggle to say this um 
Ayurvedic thing that when our bodies have had enough, they they give it like a digestive system burps that like there's a tiny burp. So that might be something that you'll notice. And of course there could be other things as well. So let's just get curious, like just tune into like, what could it be for you? Like it's like little adventure that you go. Um, So has anyone noticed anything yet in terms of satiety cues or knowing when you feel feel full you can type in the chat or when I'm mute and chat or or not <laughs> it's all good uh, no got nothing okay well we haven't done it yet so that's that's all good um oh so Lisa had said she used the app to create some delicious Jules meals so tiny win in there yay six ingredients um okay so that is in a nutshell what it what it is to uh, listen to our, our bodies and we're going to do a little exercise together now and so this is just practicing like checking in with how your tummy feels so uh, if you've I'm going to get, invite you to close your eyes but of course if you do feel more comfortable leaving them open please do and just um yeah like what what are, all it is is just closing your eyes and um, so putting your hand on your tummy. So your tummy is actually, your tummy, like it's actually up here kind of in the, like above your belly button is where the stomach is. Um, someone didn't know that in the last group. Um, but yeah, just putting your hand on your tummy and just seeing like, how's my tummy feeling? So my tummy right now, I'll let you just tune in. Like, how's your tummy feeling? Just don't judge it. Just see what comes up for you. And another thing that can be helpful that I actually actually learned from my sex coach is that when we bring movement into an area that um, that increases the the stimulation between the or the or the connection between our brains and the and our body. So if you've got your hand and your hand's just still, you don't there's not that many many signals passing between. Whereas when you are making a fist and moving your hand that uses a lot more brain power so you can that can be a hack to like if you're not really feeling anything in your tummy like maybe doing a little tummy wiggle like actually like it's moving your body around so you're moving that area can be a way to to tune in and see how it feels and actually when I do that my tummy feels a bit 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 fuller um okay amazing Christine's posted in the chat for me satiety is is like less excited about food yes yes like I wouldn't put in any effort to get food if I didn't have already have it yeah that's a great yeah so it's just like you're you're kind of more interested in other things amazing Christine um Marisa's saying I know when I'm hungry yes there we go that's good so yeah like and use that Marisa like when your body if you're like feeling like oh I don't know like hang on I do know when I'm hungry (laughs) so I like I have that ability I already have that connection going um, my tummy yells at me and growls. <laughs> Why doesn't it yell at me when it's to stop? And it's because, like, if you don't eat, so if you think about this from an evolutionary perspective, if you're hungry and you don't eat, like, that's a chance that you're going to die immediately. Or not immediately, but it's like you're putting your, like, from a survival perspective, that's a high risk. Whereas if you are overeating, then that's potentially to cause like death in the long term but in the immediate in the immediate it's like 
in the, that that moment it's not, not you know you're not going to die from from having too much so that's why that signal isn't as strong but just because it's not as strong doesn't mean that you can't learn to tune into it so we're just like remember it's we're learning to drive a car it's this new skill and we're going to just give it a lot of focus in the beginning amazing yeah so how does everyone feel after that exercise Does anyone want to share how they how they found them my quiet group <laughs> was anyone like I have no idea what she's talking about or did anyone feel really good Yeah, great. Now I can feel how it feels. Margaret's, this is Margaret's been with me for a while as well. She said, I started to notice that food doesn't taste as good after after a while. And doing the feel your tummy exercise, now I can feel how it feels. Yeah. So did it happen? Was anyone hungry? Was anyone full? Like how how, how are we feeling about this? Um, okay, amazing. Thank you for sharing. Margaret said, I did not get this the first time I did it. <laughs> I never touch my belly. It just feels fat. Oh, Judith. <laughs> right, right. Okay, but rather that, but so that's an interesting, that's a, that's a really cool thing. So that's what, how, when you're feeling it from the outside, right? But then we also have like the ability to feel from the inside in our bodies as well. So and I, again, learned this from my sex coach. <laughs> so what we want to do is, is maybe just like like go past that that fat feeling and like just let that like go. Okay, so that's notice that and go. Oh yeah, that feels fat. And then, but that's okay. And then see like okay, what what does it feel like underneath that? Like what's in there underneath? And see how that feels. Do you think you could try that, Judith? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to do you want to talk about it, Judith? Or no, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. It's just an area that I just don't, I don't deal with. You know what I mean? I, don't, I never, I would never touch ah, it. Right. I did. I did. I closed my eyes and I touched it. And all I felt was actual revulsion and fat. So I don't quite know how to get to whatever is underneath that. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Well, the first step is like just acceptance of, oh, this is how it feels now. Yeah. And it might be actually like that might be a nice practice to bring some more acceptance into that body part because if if that's if it if it is feeling like that judgment of actually just having a little mini project of doing it once a day for a week and just and with that intention of like actually I'm just going to bring some love into this area like and bring some self acceptance into this area and some healing. How would that feel? I'll try yeah amazing <laughs> yeah 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 like yeah like you really don't have anything to lose like if it already feels gross like yeah yeah amazing and thank you for being like honest about that Judith because like we all have body parts and like yeah like my tummy is like that's where I put on weight that that's definitely the part that I was always most sensitive about as well so I, I feel feel you there okay great so that's that's it so in terms of, um, oh, Maurice says she said I'm fasting that right so I'm fasting right now. So all I could hear was a monster growling. I almost never feel full. Um, 
but it's happened to me before. So I guess I just need to experiment maybe with some water. Yeah, that can be that can be helpful. But I think the problem with um, water, like so, I'll, so we have there's there's one hormone ghrelin that um, governs hunger that gives us hunger signals. But there's actually like three or four different hormones that govern um, satiety. And it's like, I don't understand exactly how the whole system works. I don't think anyone really does, but um, our bodies, if you're just giving it water, it'll know that there's no calories and no, no protein in that. So it's not going, you're not going, if you, and I like, I drink like pots of tea a day, but I won't get that satisfied feeling after drinking a pot of tea because my body like knows there's no protein and it knows it, it knows, it knows the difference between water and food. So um, I actually just practice with real, like when you're having meals, like just practice with that. And actually that can be something that can be when you're learning in the beginning, that's actually a good, good point that in the beginning, it, so you don't want to so try and keep your like liquid intake at meal times about the same so that you kind of just have, so that that's not having a, like that's not adding an extra variable into it. So if you like, you normally have, a cup of tea would normally have a glass of water with your dinner don't suddenly have four glasses of water because that's going to throw just a spanner in the works so just try and keep that that liquid intake consistent while you're learning to to listen to your your body um okay and so the tiny habit that really goes along with this skill is like after i sit down with my food i remind myself that overeating is never worth it and so next week when we talk about this, um, we're going to talk about some other ha- other ways to approach uh, this habit of listening to our, our tummies. But I just for now, this week, I want you to set like add that tiny habit in of like reminding yourself that overeating is not worth it when you sit down to eat, and then just get curious of like just tuning into oh what could be my satiety cues, and Next week we'll 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 delve into some other habits that we can have around this skill of listening to our bodies. Uh, but you did see from like a couple of people who've been with with me for a while that they, they didn't get this the first 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 time round. So just if it feels a bit awkward, if it feels hard, like totally nothing's gone wrong, and that doesn't mean that you won't get there eventually. Um, and we will be doing a challenge around. Uh, listening to our bodies and I've actually got a worksheet that goes along with this that can really help you with that which I'm excited to get home and I'm going to do that as well I like I love doing that every time uh, so next week we'll I'll, I'll share, share the details of the challenge so yeah okay great um, okay so does anyone have any questions or any um, oh yeah, the other thing I wanted to say is that you will get this wrong. There will be times where you stop too soon and then you're like hungry like half an hour later. And so that's okay. Like sometimes that's going to happen. Occasionally that still happens for me. And that's a, like that's okay. Don't use that as evidence that you're never going to get this and that it's not working. Just use it, oh, okay, that time I didn't. Um, and also that time on that particular day, that was not the right amount of food for me. But that doesn't mean that that's 
never going to be the right amount of food for me. So there'll be, remember, our appetites are really variable day to day. So it might mean that, yeah, that day it wasn't the right amount, but maybe on another day that would have been like you would be less hungry and that would have been the right amount. So don't um, just think that you always need to eat a certain amount of food every day. But just, yeah, keep going and just keep experimenting and keep playing playing around with that. Okay. So, yeah, did anyone have any questions before we wrap up? I actually had a little bit of coaching for Melissa from the group. Or does anyone, is there anyone struggling and they want to coach? Yes. Rachel, did you have a? Oh, no. Oh, no. I was a cat. <laughs> cat tail. <laughs> amazing how's everyone feeling excited to like yeah like tune into our tummies like learn this skill like seriously it gives you the most freedom ever because it means you can travel you can do whatever and you can go to cocktail parties you can eat a shared plate things like you just all, all you need to do is take your tummy with you it's so fun okay um okay so melissa had asked a question in the group in the chat um, in the group during the week about resting heart rate and sleep and I should have posted it into my notes but I didn't uh, so I'm trying to remember exactly what her question was but uh, I think um, um, okay Lindsay's asked a great question too about pressure for mothers to eat more I'll just remember Melissa's question so Melissa I think it was to do with um, so eating like a large meal or eating too close to bedtime that has an impact because I so I have this aura ring that tracks my sleep and I really notice that if I have a big meal or I eat closer to bedtime than normally which I've done a few times since we've been traveling that um so normally your heart rate during sleep you go like you get the lowest heart rate that you have during the whole day and that's called your resting heart rate and if you have a big so what what in a ideal situation you go to sleep your heart rate drops really quickly or not you know, too quickly but it, it lowers to its lowest point and then it kind of goes along like that for the rest of the night but if your body is stressed out for some reason then your heart rate can remain elevated and that impacts your sleep quality and it's you know just a sign that your not body's not recovering as well so if you have a big meal there are other things that can that can cause that to happen, but like stress. But if you have a big meal, I definitely notice because your body's still digesting. So, and digestion is a, you know, it's a, an intensive process that requires energy, and so it does. It keeps your heart rate elevated. So that's why most sleep people will recommend not eating within like a couple two to like at least two, but ideally three hours of bedtime, so that you've had that chance to digest. Um, so yeah, that was what that was about. Lindsay's asked, what about pressure from others to eat more? Ah, yes, <laughs> Lindsay, I've been experiencing that myself. Um, so, so with that, again, it's like, you know, it's, it's on a case by case basis and like, you're not, so I'd recommend like doing the focused work about learning to tune into your tummy when you're in your normal environment, when you're eating by your, like your, if you're by yourself or just you know with your normal normal family, whoever you normally your normal dining companions, but if you're being a guest at someone's place, the way I approach that is just thinking to myself like how do I want this to go, and and 
there's no right or wrong. Actually, I'm going to have to put my power in. Is that going to reach? Oh, my goodness. Um, sorry, everyone. Uh, this is not ideal. Uh, <laughs> oh, I am looking forward to getting back to my own office space. Okay. Yeah, so, Lindsay, yeah, just with that, there's no right or wrong, right? And so there might be sometimes where you go to someone else's house and you just like your main priority is to just be a good guest and you just want to be agreeable and you want to just go go with the flow. And so, but what we want to do is just set that intention first and decide like what's important to you first and then approach the evening from that of like, okay, my goal is to just be, go along. And if it, people want me to have more food, I'm going to just go along with it. And then there might be some occasions where that's what you want to do. Um, for me, that wouldn't be like, a, I can't think of any time that I really would want to do that. Like that wouldn't feel good to me. Um, and so what we want to do, and so, but then there might be other times where you're like, you know what, I really don't want to be completely stuffed after this. So then you just like set that intention of like, yeah, I'm going to like eat what feels good to me. And I'm going to, if people push more food on me, I'm going to just decline and say, you know, no, thank you. And if they push it, ask again, I'm just going to, like, they're just being good hosts. They want me to feel full, but nobody, like my hosts don't want me to feel gross. And I would just, you know, just keep, keep declining and just see how it goes. Like really. <laughs> and, and the more you do that, the, the easier it's going to be, be navigating that. Like we went out for lunch we went out for a family thing and with like tea and sandwiches at the pub after church. <laughs> and like, I had this, I didn't really want to be eating sandwiches. Like I'm not really into them. And so I had something to eat before church. And then like people were asking me like hundreds of times, do you want a sandwich? Do you want a sandwich? And sandwich? I'm like, no, I'm good with my tea. And I had a glass of wine. I was like, no, I'm good with my wine. And I just kept declining. And it was like, there was no dramas Like people were just being polite and it was, it was easy. So um, how does that feel, Lindsay? Do you think that's something that can you can navigate? Like it's really what I want to say is like thinking it through in advance and deciding how you want it to go and then just trying to stick to that plan as much as possible. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think the um, if you're at someone's house, I think you're absolutely right. It's actually them wanting to be a good host. Yeah. Um, that, so we, we go somewhere regularly where she just keeps offering the biscuits, it actually interrupts the conversations because she gets up and offers everybody a biscuit and it happens every 10 minutes. And it's hard when you're not wanting to have anything. You, you No, thank you. No, thank you. But equally in a restaurant, they've got another agenda to sell haven't they yeah exactly, and that's what's happening exactly, while we're yeah. away is that sort of you know are you sure you don't want any more sides are you sure so it is that sort of those everybody else has got other agendas agendas it's not really a judgment on us yeah that's right and also mm. at the end of the day like the restaurant yeah they want to sell but they also want you to be a happy customer like they don't actually want you to mm. feel gross mm. Like, because mm. they want you to come back. Like, if they're a good mm. restaurant, they're thinking about long term. So, yeah. Mm. And the, yeah, so yeah, just thank you. It's really just, yeah, asking it. And the more you, like, if you, like, just politely decline, the more you flex that muscle of, like, oh, yeah, this is just mm. what I do. It's like easy. Like, it's like it's no big deal. Mm. No one mm. really cares that much. You know, it's like, yeah, so good. Yeah, amazing. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I don't want to spoil it. I guess is the answer. Yeah, yeah. that's another one. Yeah, like I've, I'm. Mm. Yeah, I had an elegant sufficiency. Yeah, 
Mm. Beautiful. Thank you. Excellent. Okay, we'll wrap up there, everyone. So have a great week playing around with your tummy, touching it if you feel comfortable doing that or not, if you don't, <laughs> accepting your tummy for how it is and just, yeah, like finding, trying to feel that, that from the inside. And, yes, don't forget prizes for the, for the challenge, for the, the daily practice challenge. So we really, this is, if you're feeling like there's a lot going on, it doesn't get any more than this, right? Because we've got our four parts of our process. So we want to just keep going with enjoyment, putting the cutlery down, adding in, keep going with, um, with tracking, keep going with making intentional choices and having a daily practice. And then the, the new thing we're adding in this week is just that starting to pay attention to how your tummy feels. Okay. So have a fantastic week, everyone. And yeah, like safe that. travels. Yeah. Thank you, Margaret. And um, yeah, I'll see you guys next week with better lighting and better tech setup. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye.